0: And welcome to Waffly Bollocks, a podcast about wrestling where we drink too much monster and talk too much nonsense. My name is MJ, and <laughs> this is my co-host. Uh, I'm Sarah, and uh, yeah, we're going to cover the weekend mostly AEW wrestling and um, other stuff,
1: <laughs> other stuff, uh, everything else we've watched. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I need this monster to kick in this week because I feel quite low energy and i think part of it's like yeah post forbidden door come down like everything was building up to that and it was really really exciting and um yeah maybe now i'm just a bit like okay what now well
0: all in all in next dun, dun, dun. i've
1: got blood and guts i
0: guess but yeah all in oh of course yeah sorry yeah that that's uh yeah that's probably the big the next big thing isn't it and then we've got all in after that yeah And all out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I
0: think it's really weird that they're doing all out like a week later because you're
1: like, you're pursuing so much hype for all in. And then it's like, oh yeah, and all out.
0: Yeah. I have, I have a theory about that. And I've been, I've been talking about this theory for a while. Um, (laughs) I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on now. Go on. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if all in. Is gonna be a dynamite thing, and all out is gonna be a collision thing, possibly. If they're gonna split it, I really hope it's that way round. It better be that way around, because otherwise, <laughs> I will fight Tony Khan. <laughs> actual
1: like actual rioting, actual yeah. rioting
0: will happen. Um, I yeah. mean, it makes sense to do it that way round because all in was like the elite and Cody it, it yeah. was there it was their thing so i i don't imagine that it would be the other way around but th- but then you never know because like the the newspaper ads it was like one half had like punk and ftr on and and one half of the ads had the elite on so you you don't know you don't know you don't know and then people are fantasy booking
1: like the elite versus cmftr as the main event which I don't want no nope. but then yeah yeah I'm like well will people be disappointed if they don't see CM Punk I mean I'm sure some people will but like <laughs> I don't know
0: yeah it's it's one of them in it I don't know I think maybe if they've put him on the advertisements that's the thing that's what makes me think maybe they're not gonna do that and, and we are gonna have to put up with him at some point but yeah but that I'm still a little bit Maybe he might be the exception, but it does make me wonder whether they're going to do uh, uh, All In in London, uh, like have that be a dynamite thing and then Collision be All Out.
1: Well, they're going to need a lot more guys on Collision though.
0: Yeah, yeah, because at the minute, I mean, what's the the main storyline is what Joe and Juice and Jay versus CMFTR still, isn't it? So there's not... I don't think there's really any other big stories going on there other than... No, I can't think of any, actually. No. I've just lost interest. I tried to watch last week's and kind
1: of had to skim through. Yeah. Just because so... I'm was, i trying to figure out what it is because, like, Dynamite is the default to me because that's what I started watching, or Dynamite yeah. and Rampage. Um, so that's kind of, like, the style and format that I'm used to. And I know people talk about, like, oh, it's overstuffed, there's too much happening. But that's kind of, like, what I'm used to, so that's what I think
0: is, like, my benchmark. Yeah, overstuffed is fine. <laughs> overstuffed is good,
1: give me everything. But yeah, watching Collision, it feels so slow. Like, the commentary, the commentary is a real problem. Just, like, no enthusiasm, No, no. Anything because I, I was trying to. Obviously, we've talked before about how Excalibur is super knowledgeable, but yeah. he like sets the pace for it. He, you know, starts talking really fast and gets excited, and you can hear it in his voice. And he's naming all the moves and like kind of reacting to stuff. And then I watch Collision, and they're just sort of having a very sedate conversation where sometimes they just don't talk to each other at all. Mm. Given that they get people's names wrong all the time, like I certainly don't expect that they're going to know what everybody's moves are called no <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like uh what 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 we're we doing here guys um yeah so I, d- I think that's a big part of it is commentary but it just feels so slow
0: and painful and i think that might be why as well we've had a bit of a a ratings drop off on it because it's it's basically shed half its viewers Half, oh, yes in uh in the space Fuck. of three weeks that's- really bad isn't it it's not great i mean the, that's the thing it's it always i don't know why it always sort of makes me chuckle it, there were some people going oh well it's fine you know it's fine that it's dropped however many hundred thousand viewers <laughs> in the space of three weeks but then if dynamite drops by say 50,000 yeah everyone like, freaks out dynamite's in the mud Rah. and it's like what well, yeah, but they haven't dropped 400,000, have they? And you're making excuses <laughs> for that.
1: Jesus just Christ. every time it's because they're not arguing in good faith. Like, I just think there's just no point engaging with these people when they're doing that because they don't... They're not using logic. They don't care. They just want to, like, poke at anything that they can. And, like, they're not... You can't... You can't logic them out of it. They're not interested. No. It's it, really
0: frustrating. It's like trying to argue with... um trump supporters in some cases it, absolutely it absolutely feels like that there's no way it's you can't talk him round any other way like so there's very little point to even trying i think
1: <laughs> yeah well it sort of, sort of feels like like if you've chosen your guy and that's the guy you've chosen i, I what how am i gonna reason with you like what <laughs> i you've made your choice and that's a very odd choice and i don't want to go with it. i mean not that cm punk is trump i mean he at least is in favour of like I don't know abortion and vaguely progressive values I think I thought except for being a massive misogynist at least in the past if not today
0: yeah well yeah there is that as well uh which is some. that's another thing that people conveniently choose to ignore isn't it but yeah it's yeah I don't know it's like you really can't you can't argue because it's like whatever you say will get twisted to suit the person you're arguing with which is like it's like oh well you know it's not even like a debate is it if you're doing that so the, yeah never mind but that does also um bleed into a little bit into uh the situation with uh the dark order being involved with the elite storyline that's another thing that sort of bleeds into that and you're trying to sort of explain to people like no actually they've been part of this storyline like since Well, near the beginning. Yeah. So, no, actually, you're wrong. Like, if anybody should be getting involved in that storyline, then it's, you know, it's them.
1: Yeah, they've always been involved. I understand people don't necessarily watch BTE, but, like, even on Dynamite, they've always been part of it. And you just have a very short memory. Like, what's going
0: on there? I'm trying to... Well, my theory is that a lot of it is people who've come in later and they just want to see their guys and nobody else. And then when the show's revolving around anyone other than their guys, they're like, oh, it's boring. I hate it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can relate to some extent. I always want to see my guys, but uh, I've, I've just got lots of guys now. <laughs> I like virtually everyone. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like generally like top to bottom of the card. If you've been watching since the beginning, which like I have, Pretty much, it's like there's your guys up and down the card, so you know anyone getting involved is fun. I think I think probably well we'll get onto the whole Jericho and Don Callis thing in a bit, but uh, yeah, that would that was another thing. But oh well, it makes more sense if it's Jericho. And it's like n- no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't I don't think at it all. Does. <laughs>
1: No, I, yeah, I don't know what's happening there, but we will get on that later. We
0: will, we will. I think
1: um, before we get properly, like, stuck in, so I was listening to the Emotional Support Wrestling podcast. Mm. We've got beef now.
0: <laughs> oh, no! we
1: got beef now. Um, they were talking about Will Ospreay and how certainly Madge and Vaughn, if not uh, Emmy, were very... Um, they, well, they basically said they don't like British accents and British voices <gasps> <laughs> and uh, that hurt.
0: <laughs> the audacity. Oh, my God. No. Well, I mean, to be fair, if they're going off Will, Will is like from Essex. Yes.
1: Yeah. This is what I think I wanted to like look into a bit because I, I have had a similar Feeling when listening to Will Osprey talk, I think particularly in the promos leading up to the Russell the Russell Kingdom uh, match in January, like listening to Kenny talk and then Will responding to him, it's very jarring. It is very jarring. It it is.
0: It is. (laughs) I completely get it as as like an Northerner. I I immediately hear an Essex accent and I go. I mean, he has a particularly
1: abrasive uh Essex accent like as Essex voices go
0: he's I think it's because he's really playing up oh yeah yeah he's definitely playing up yeah he called himself what was it oh he called himself on Twitter the other day the international chav (laughs) yes (laughs) yes he did I saw that yeah and and
1: I think I mean I was going to say I'd like to have a conversation with him and then I'm like oh no I've had a conversation with him I can't remember what I don't think the accent was anywhere near as strong when he was just kind of having a little chat
0: yeah he for sure like amps it up yeah like when he's doing pro rows and stuff so I can sort of and un- I can understand where they're coming from but I, not to be all hashtag not all men but like not all <laughs> British accents are like that
1: <laughs> well that's the thing British accents vary wildly um like I'm, I would say to our American listeners that we don't remotely have the same accent as one another, no. or as Will Osprey, or as Kip Sabian, or Pack, or <laughs> who else as the that yeah, or there's
0: Nick Nick Aldis on Impact as well. Although it's quite funny because he's from is he from Kings Lynn, and then every now and again you can just hear a little bit of like West Country-ish accent like getting in there. And then who else have we got? I'm trying to think. Wade Barrett as well. Wade Barrett's on commentary on WWE, and he's where's he from? It's northern of some stripe. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's because even though we're such a small country, the the accents do very... I mean, even from here to up the road, the <laughs> yeah. accent is different. Yeah. Like we've managed to cram quite a few in. When, they're not all terrible. Some of them are really terrible. But
1: <laughs> It's a matter of preference though, because I think like a lot of people don't like a Scouse accent. I love a Scouse
0: accent. Um, I love the Scouse accent.
1: Or like Birmingham is particularly uh
0: not well liked. oh I love Brummy accents. You go up there and like, oh, oh, duck like it's great. <laughs> yeah. I no, I love a Brummy. yeah
1: so the thing with Will Osprey specifically is he is from Essex which is a region in the southeast uh east of London and it is I was trying to think of like what the US uh equivalent would be and I think the closest I could come up with was like it's almost like a valley girl type stereotype where it's like a specific accent and a kind of almost like deliberate airheadedness to it and very glamorous generally but also has this like edge which Will's playing up um but like most of our reality tv stars are probably from Essex (laughs) most of them yeah yeah they love that down there don't they I'm not not sure why so I do I do think there's a lot playing into Will Osprey's presentation like why he I mean, it has that accent because he's from there, but like why he plays it up so much and what he's signifying mm. with that—that that probably doesn't come across if you're not from the UK.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the way he amps it up anyway. He's very sort of aggro, fighty man, getting booted out of the sugar hook. Oh, exactly. Wait, I was um, going to say Cali. it's <laughs> like yeah, it's
1: like exactly that. Just getting kicked out sugar and starting a fight in the street. That's the voice he's doing, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Someone's getting a kebab getting chucked at him, like. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't actually know anything about his background. I mean, he might have grown up super posh for all I know, but um, <laughs> I
0: suspect not. Somehow. I honestly, it's not. It's not something I know about either. But we're making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> But, but it's based on his character like not will osprey the
1: actual human being um but yeah i do think i, I think i've come to enjoy it a lot more the more of seen of him and his uh particular flavor of heel character that he
0: has. yeah now i find it more endearing now yes than i used to but yeah i just i just always flash back to that like
1: press conference where he's like yelling at Kenny about what he had to do during the pandemic and stuff and Kenny's there in his like big sunglasses and just
0: in his massive hair just looking like an anime villain yeah while absolutely the...
1: and then there's just this little British guy and you're just like I, I, I feel like you guys are from two different tv shows I don't know if you should be in the
0: same room to play like two different planets <laughs> yes yeah exactly it was yeah it was it was just Will with his gritted teeth and listen to me, you little cunt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was uncanny, it was like he was in the room. <laughs> no. He's he's yeah, he's um he's a funny one. But the thing is I can't think of any wrestling character that's really like him either. Like, he's definitely sort of cornered a little niche for himself. Yeah. Like, I I apart from I mean, I guess Zack Sabre Jr., but Zack isn't as aggressive with it. Like, he's more sort of cocky and funny, whereas, like, Will is, like, aggro. Yeah,
1: they are both very, very funny, though, like, very quick-witted. And I think of, I haven't talked about this on here, but, like, um, watching Will at a 1PW show break up a fight in the crowd and, like, scooping up this, young child out of the fray and bringing him back into the ring and giving him the title to hold and stuff and i was just like god you're such a professional like he completely managed the whole situation which could have spiraled really nastily out of control um and he was just on it instantly like when it was just a couple of guys in a scuffle and he was just out of the ring got in there like stopped everything from happening turned it into a really nice moment gave this kid like a nice memory and then turn around and finished cutting his heel promo. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, you're you
0: like such a pro. That is, yeah, that's a pro move, isn't it? But uh, Christ, having to... Do, do we know what happened there? Or was it just a bit of a drunken kickoff? I
1: think so, yeah. Um, because I was sitting like about, I think, three rows back on the... Like what would be the hard cam side. Um, and... The guy who kicked off was originally sitting next to me. Uh, and when they came in, I was like, ah, oh, these guys are drunk. And there's like a bunch of them and they're in like biker jackets. And I'm feeling a little bit like I don't want to be sitting next to them, but it's fine. I'm oh, sure it's no. fine. Um, but they were like getting security to come over. They're constantly nagging, being like, we're meant to have better tickets than this. We're meant to be ringside, blah, blah, blah. And like the security were checking the tickets and be like, oh, I don't think you are. I think you're meant to be here. But um, they just kept making a fuss. And were being louder and more obnoxious until they got moved and got put like right by the uh, entrance, like by the kind of catwalky bit that they were coming out to. So they were right next to the ring, and I don't know what happened, but I guess, <sighs> I mean, they they were, they were drunk when they got there, and this was like three hours later, so.
0: You know? yeah and it sounds like they were clearly spoiling for a fight yeah the second i think they walked so. in if they were trying to like kick off with security then they were just looking for somebody to kick off with, yeah and the they?
1: security weirdly the security guard that they like tried it on with started talking to them about motorbikes <laughs> and like managed to kind of like have a little ma- like matey bonding moment with
0: them yeah managed to distract <laughs> them for a bit um yeah exactly i was uh, yeah i was glad that they moved away from me see the things you see when you go to these indie shows
1: <laughs> that was probably like the worst thing i've seen at one of these shows uh didn't enjoy that but you know it is what it is i think anywhere where people are uh drinking for hours
0: on end and getting very excited
1: there's a risk that something will happen
0: for sure yeah yeah unfortunately large amounts of people drinking there's always going to be something i mean we well We've seen things kick off at AEW shows before now. Have we? I don't do they serve alcohol at AEW shows then? Yeah, they do. Uh yeah, I think you can get beers from like, you know, the little places on the concourse, like, when you're outside of the arena, but uh yeah, there's been a few times where there's been fights kicking off in the crowd. And normally you don't see it on camera, but you can sort of see everybody turn and oh, look no. at what's going on. <laughs> Cause um I think it was Mox versus somebody. Was it Mox versus Punk? It could have been. I can't remember. But it was it was definitely a Mox match and then like all of a sudden the crowd was sort of turning and looking towards the crowd and like, yeah, something something had kicked off and people were brawling and getting removed from the arena and stuff so yeah even the biggest shows it does happen unfortunately it's just that many people in one place drinking as, as a general rule there's something's going to go on
1: oh dear yeah not to be too puritanical but like it's sort of like with the f- with football where you're not allowed to drink on the terraces now um i of almost think you need to do that i guess it must depend wh- what state it's in as well like do they because so, this is a thing that i was talking to someone about about how different states have different legislations around wrestling and like the kind of things you can do like i think you're not allowed to blade in
0: some states yeah you're not allowed to blade in some states i know uh nick wayne wasn't allowed to work in some states i think because he hadn't turned 18 yet like Mm -hmm. so uh there was like individual laws to do with that and then also now we've got the issues with the uh, anti trans laws as well oh, in shit. America. I was thinking about it the other day. Like that is gonna make it difficult for some performers. Like you know, it's it's like if AEW go to Florida, is is like Nyla gonna be safe? Is like Abaddon gonna be safe? You know, it's um yeah, that's a worry. But we, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember if they've been to Florida since. But I also don't know whether the Supreme Court have kicked any of those out either. So it's, yeah, that's that's something that's all up in the air. But it's definitely something, you know, to probably keep an eye on. Because the the more states that bring that kind of stuff in, yeah. it's going to make life really difficult for sort of trans performers. And, you know, trans performers on the indies as well, like Kid Bandit and uh, Dark Shake. And, yeah, it's a worry. That one. But that is the problem with different states being able to basically govern themselves with sort of lower laws, I guess. Like there's do you know what I mean? Like I mean, I know there's there's laws that apply to absolutely everywhere. But then there's the state laws as well, which, yeah, that's just going to make life difficult for a lot of people, I think, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's weird because you could sort of forget that the US
0: is so big. Oh, it's massive, isn't it? And so, like, divided and, yeah. I mean, because wouldn't we fit in, like, just a tiny section of Texas, the UK? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like, we're so small, we're not even, like, the size of the smallest state, I don't think. Yeah, and yet we're so ballsy, <laughs> I guess. Obnoxious. We are, aren't we? Just, yeah, just a bunch of gobshites, like on this little tiny island. <laughs> Maybe Will Ospreay
1: is the best possible representation of uh, British, British people. Yeah. him and and Zach
0: him and Zach yeah just needlessly (laughs) aggressive (laughs) it does make you wonder though like how we like invaded all those countries when we're so small it's definitely you know like the little dog there's always like a little dog that will definitely bite you yeah yeah we're that
1: Just yeah, or like you just said, needlessly
0: aggressive. Yeah, just overly so for no real reason. Uh, maybe maybe that's where some lads in Essex get it from. Who knows? Yeah,
1: I was gonna say this is this has got really deep for a, for, for an off the cuff comment about someone not liking Will Osprey's voice. No,
0: yeah, um, we, we went down a whole rabbit hole. With that <laughs> one. We've probably just started a war. Um, at yeah. times. <laughs> we might have done oh no should we get back onto the wrestling yeah it's
1: all right only men don't listen to our podcast we're fine (laughs) Um. (laughs) okay dynamite yes let's do dynamite so we had one of the blind tag Oh, God. Oh, words in some order. Tag blind team. Blind tag team. El- el- eliminator. Yeah. <laughs> but this was like the one that was the least blind because it's Swerve and Our Glory, essentially, and then Orange Castian and Darby Allen, who've been tagging together anyway. I was like, no, you didn't pull those out at random. You can't trick me.
0: They didn't pull any of them out at it. It's all no, no, that's very true. <laughs> that's
1: very true. They didn't pull any of them out at random.
0: Apparently wrestling is fake. Who knew? Oh, shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> you you have to watch it like you're not watching a sport. Like you have to think of it like you're watching a drama more than a sport.
1: Which I guess this match was was a drama. It was a drama. Keith and Swerve having little hurt feelings.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were sort of a little bit at each other, weren't they? And then um yeah, it, it it's weird because it's. I think it's just it was just a case of heating that feud back up. With, with those two. Because for one reason or another, I, I don't really know what the reasons were. Like, rather than them having a match when they first split up which would have which would have have made more sense than than cooling it off and then warming it back up again a bit later like a I don't know reheated hot dog or something they decided to to heat those two back up again and then I assume we're gonna get that match at some point soon we must do they've put it in the
1: microwave it's gonna you know ding at some point um and then Orange
0: Cassidy getting very angry at Keith for hitting him (laughs) That might have been my favourite bit of the whole match. Ow, oh, Keith! <laughs> oh, his little face. He was so affronted. <laughs> he was so offended. It's like, But to be fair, I would also react like that if Keith Lee slapped me in the tits. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I probably wouldn't react like that. I'd probably be dead on the floor. If yeah, people, yeah. Like, just what would crying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I was watching, um, like, whenever we watch wrestling, like, me and my boyfriend both, like, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't be wrestlers. Like, we we would just one thing would have us on the floor screaming. And like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, just even
0: stuff that isn't
1: isn't anything to them, where they just you know take a bump, where they just land on the bomb, and you're like, well, that's me knocked out for the
0: rest of the match. Oh yeah, just... <laughs> my sciatica would not put up with that landing on my ass. No way. Funnily enough, I know I'm going off on a tangent again, but we were playing, um, been playing the game, uh, Fight Forever, which is she's very good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, but yeah, if if, if you. Um, have like a, a drop kick I've got a shotgun drop kick in my um in my move set and if you don't hit it and you land on the on your bum you're like rolling around on the floor for a couple of minutes because you hurt your bum I'm like that's really cool I like that they've thought about that kind of thing and uh, yeah there's lots of little details in it I think that I don't know I, I think it depends what kind of game you were looking for I, because they always said from the start it was just going to be, you know, kind of an arcadey fun game like the older sort of games from way back when on like sort of PS2 and the N64 and things. And I, I get those vibes from it very much. If you're looking for sort of an overly complicated wrestling game, then it's probably not going to be for you. But yeah, no, cracking game. I really enjoy it. People should go. And Are buy you it.
1: playing it? Um, I don't. I don't know anything about games, so everything I say now is going to sound idiotic. <laughs> but, um, so there's like, you can play it in a mode where you make your own, like, wrestling character, right? And then you kind of go on your little adventures through the game yes. as, as your character. Like, I wonder if... Because I'm seeing a lot of women on my timeline who are having a lovely time. And then men who are like, oh, I don't like this. And I just wonder if there's something in there about doing the character and the, the like... Yeah, that's... Relationship stuff that's... Kind of appealing more to that demographic. I don't know.
0: I would say that's a possibility. That is a possibility because I mean, you do get to make your own character on on um, the WWE games, but it's a bit more in depth. I think, like the 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 uh, create a character thing is a lot more takes up a lot more time, and then a lot of the time, people using it the WWE one, they tend to make other wrestlers from other companies a lot of the time rather than just like their own custom guys. So I don't know whether it's that or whether I think part of it is the ability to just pick it up and play it. Yeah. Like it does take a bit to get good at it, but you can just pick it up and play it. And it doesn't take that long to make a character either. I I pretty much made mine and added all my moves in and everything uh, kind of within an hour. Whereas I don't remember it being that easy on the WWE games. Like I, there was pretty sort of in-depth character creator where it was like it went a bit deeper into the moves, I think, that kind of thing. So it depends how interested you are in doing that as well. I enjoy the, the AEW one because it was relatively simple and I didn't want to spend like three hours figuring out what my moves were until before i could like actually play the game like i just wanted to spend an hour doing it and then just jump in so yeah i think maybe it's definitely the the pickup and playability could definitely be a factor in that for sure i want to just put an asterisk
1: on that i don't want to be like being too gender essentialist like <laughs> no no no, be no. Anyway,
0: not all men not all women but, yeah. um but i was playing as uh, i was playing as kenny in the story mode and there's some bits of that where he's clearly got his own lines, where he's just <laughs> talking shit and being a bit bitchy. And I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> just just going around being Kenny, being a dickhead to people. That was great. That is fun. But yeah, um, you can pick when you create a character, you can pick a personality type as well. So I think that changes like what you say in the game. Ah, <sighs> Oh that's fine. I've just got a funny little I've got a funny little guy who talks random bollocks <laughs> at people. It's it's a lot of fun. Of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you gonna make? Thing is though, you can just play it through as if you don't wanna do the creator character, you can just do a storyline with one of the rest- wrestlers that already exists. So yeah, it's a uh, lot of fun. A lot of fun for all the family, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I, d- I definitely think the, um, the pick-up and playability of it. Like, you don't need any really in-depth tutorials to be able to play it. And I think that helps. Because, no, who who wants tutorials? Who wants to have to read tutorials before you start playing a game? Not me. I don't even read instruction manuals, so, like, I don't... <laughs> I just like it when I can just do the thing. Yeah, Totally. I would be just full on
1: button mashing the whole time. I haven't we haven't had a console since uh, maybe Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. But like I'm bad at games, and that's why I don't like them. Like I I remember getting a PlayStation in the first Tomb Raider, and I just couldn't even get past the tutorial. I just drowned her in the swimming pool about six times and
0: got fed up (laughs) i also sucked at tomb raider and then now i'm not too bad at games so i think i think maybe maybe you need to get like a a later generation console and and see how you get on definitely worth picking up i mean if you do ever get console anyway it's uh it i would definitely pick up the aw game because you won't there's a learning curve when it comes to getting good at it because you can, it, it, over time, you sort of master what the controls are and what you need to press to hit a certain move and what have you. But you can also pick it up and just button mash it <laughs> if you want to. Like it's 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 one of them. Like you can. You, it it reminds me of um, like fighting games, like prop, like Street Fighter and and what have you. Like if if you think you're no good at video games, you can just pick up a controller and sort of mash it. I'm gonna be like. I'm trying to think. who's probably got the worst like win loss
1: record. I'm just going to be like Sapentico or something.
0: I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think if Serpentico's in it. If he's not, I'm going to be upset. Oh, there's so many people that aren't in it that should be in it though. Like what the
1: hell? Why is Evil Uno not in it? For God's yeah, sake.
0: Yeah, Uno did all that promo. I hope that eventually we'll uh, we'll get him in there with a bit of luck. Because I think uh, uh, John Silver's in there, isn't he? Don't think Reynolds is. But they are making you DLC and things like that. Yeah, I saw that. Like,
1: you have to pay to get FTR. So I'd be like, well, I just never would.
0: Yeah, the annoying thing is though, they put a dark order mini game. Oh, oh, you see what they did there. <laughs> so if you like if you want that, you can't really get around that, unfortunately. But the the season pass is only 25 quid, so I'm probably gonna do that, to be honest. <laughs> and then just download the bits that I that I want and not download the bits that I don't want.
1: Okay. Um, right. We've got nowhere on this list. Nick Wayne, talk to me about Nick Wayne. Nick
0: Wayne, uh, he is a Very, very good wrestler. Just turned 18, which is incredible. The stuff he can do at his age is like, wow. He's fantastic. I've personally seen him on, uh, like, I think Revolver shows and GCW shows. He's a GCW tag team champ with Jordan Oliver at the minute. Uh, They are the East West Express and uh, I assume that even though he signed with AEW, he's still going to be working those because I'm pretty sure they're still champs unless something changes soon. I mean,
1: they most they play They they get
0: to work
1: other shows, don't they?
0: Mo- for the most part, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think there was a bit of. Uh... Talk about Mox not being able to work GCW shows and stuff anymore once he resigned. Like he when he signed that new contract. But I've seen him at Revolver and he's done like Bloodsport, so I I'm guessing that probably isn't a hard and fast rule. And plus, Moxley is Moxley. He does what he wants, doesn't he? So I'm pretty sure he's had that put into his contract that I'm Mox and I can do whatever the hell I want. I, but to be fair,
1: like. I would give him anything he wanted. You know, Same. you you gotta you gotta keep that man happy. Of all the men on the roster, that you should be bending over backwards Absolutely, to keep happy.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's up there. Like he's definitely up there. I mean, after what he did, for the company after you know everything kicked off, and and when Punk got injured as well before that, like he's he's the guy. He's like, I'm gonna put this company on my back, and he does it every time. So yeah, give Mox whatever he wants. I feel the same about the elite as well. Give them whatever they want. Yeah. Cause the company is is worse off without them. I would say like drastically worse off without yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. There is there is a small group of wrestlers that I would put in that category, and and the elite Mox. Um, I would even say Danielson as well. Yeah. Um, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got? But yeah, it's it's a small group. Uh, I would say just, yeah, if you re-sign him and give him whatever they want. Yeah, and because like, this means nothing because I'm such a
1: new viewer, but to me that those guys feel like, you know, this is AW. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think it's, uh, part of it is down to the fact that they were there from the beginning, but also what they've done for like in the meantime like since the company started the things that they've done it wouldn't be the same company if they hadn't done those things so yeah for sure yeah speaking of originals on the uh <laughs> on the Nick Wayne package we had uh Darby Allen who uh was trained by Buddy Wayne I believe who is uh Nick's dad who sadly passed away uh when Nick was a kid and uh sort of Darby told this story of how he'd sort of kept an eye on him after he lost his dad which was it was very sweet it was very nice looking it like
1: was it. very sweet there's part of me that's like if I'm looking for a responsible adult to look out for <laughs> Darby <laughs> Allen's like the last person on the list I'm
0: yeah. sorry Darby I'm sure you're a perfectly <laughs> functional adult but yeah yeah he's like no d- d- taking the little one to go and jump off the garage roof and things through a table <laughs> So is that, is that kind of the style that Nick Wayne
1: is as well? Like, I'm assuming so, if he's, if Derby um, racing him so much. Uh,
0: not less so, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, I've seen him have sort of hardcore matches and things, of course, but, because um, it's, I mean, he works at GCW, of course he has. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think so much. He's, he's definitely, this isn't to say that Derby isn't, but he's definitely an in-ring talent for sure like it's not just all big daft spots and and things he's he's genuinely a brilliant wrestler so i'm excited to see what he's gonna do like with this uh match with swerve yeah that would be really interesting i'd be interested to see if he wins actually that would be that would be pretty huge um, I think he has beaten him on the Indies. I'm almost certain he oh, has. that's crazy.
1: I, mean, I was sort of assuming no, but it, but he'll put up a really good fight. But I guess we'll see. Um, okay. I think we re- you already referenced it with uh, the Jericho and Don Callis stuff. But, like, we've got a really weird trend of just, just odd, odd couples, odd trios going on at the moment. Like, this trios match that was the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass, like, fine, versus, like, the Bollywood Boys and Blade? Like, why are they... Why are they... What? Yeah. And then obviously, like, the te- the t- Blind Eliminator tournament is putting people together uh, for fun. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It just feels like it's everywhere. Like, there's just just really random groupings of men. Um, is this normal? Is this a particular thing?
0: I it don't know. It hasn't... I mean, up until now, it hasn't been normal. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely seems like uh, Terry Khan's just workshopping a thing, just seeing how it goes. Or or maybe he's... I wonder if maybe he's had the idea for the uh, MJF and Cole thing and then just sort of started there and worked outwards. Oh, maybe. I don't dislike it at all. No, I don't. I don't. I thought I might. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought I might hate this, but I didn't I didn't hate it. It was fine. I guess it's a good way of just shaking
1: things up and just being like, We've you know, we've had a lot of long running storylines, but what if we just put some other people together and just see what happens, see if you know, see what their chemistry's like, see how that
0: Yeah how that pans out. Yeah, I think to be fair, there are some people who are gonna just criticize everything they do regardless. So I mean yeah. you might as well try it, see what happens. Um, I think the long term storytelling stuff is the thing that hooks people in. So I don't think they want to forget about that completely.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. But sometimes you can't, you can't, you need to have other stuff in between.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the mixing, mixing stuff up just to see what happens. I mean, because you might get some gold out of it, which, you know, we'll talk about shortly. But the, uh, the Colin MJF segment was fantastic. So yes, Colin MJF is fucking
1: genius. I, I would love to know where that came from. Like, if it was their idea, if it was Tony's idea, like where, the like, like I'm feeling like it's a MJF scheme, like in the way that he kind of put the pillars thing together. But I don't yeah. know. Um, but the the interactions between those two are all just solid gold. Yeah, Everything they're Fantastic.
0: Is I think it helps that they're both very good, like, comedy actors. Mm-hmm. I And I think there's... If you'd have put other pairings together, that would not maybe necessarily have worked. But they're both so confident in their sort of acting, their sense of humour and things, that it works really well. I mean, because they are... I mean, they're two of the best talkers, like, they've got, I would say. So, yeah, it, it was just, like, the... The one thing I like about AEW is that when they do funny, it's actually funny. <laughs> yes, and it does yes. make me laugh. Unlike certain things like that, uh, other companies have done, <laughs> and it's like they've tried it. They tried to be funny, but it's been put together by a committee of writers, and it's just not that funny. But like it can, normally, the stuff on WWE that makes me laugh is the stuff that happens by accident, like. Um, Matt Riddle completely forgetting what he was talking about when he was talking to Asuka and then just scooting away on a scooter and just left Asuka on a live show stood there like what what the fuck <laughs> yeah but I think the thing with Cole and
1: MJF is that they are they can both be very funny they're very like, quick-witted but I think there's they also are really good at putting an undercurrent of like emotion in there um yeah which I yeah. think we are gonna see some of i think cole so far has mostly just been like mildly irritated but yeah mjf's been doing this thing for a long time where it's very clear that he is very lonely (laughs) and once needs a friend and all his i mean all his mentors have left him because he's betrayed them and been a terrible person um (laughs) but like but i what i like about this is the same reason i liked the the sammy pairing where it's like you know that he's engineering this relationship for like his own gain. But at the same time, there's something underneath it where you're like,
0: but I think he would like to be loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's why MJF works so well as like a villain. Cause all the best villains kind of have a, a sympathetic sort of undercurrent to the character where you can almost find them uh, maybe relatable or, or like you can understand at least the reasons why they're doing what they're doing. And I think that's that's the best thing about MJF is like the villain origin story that he tells, like that we get snippets of over time that can quite easily, if ever he decides to turn face, that can quite easily be turned into A tragic backstory. Yeah. I sort of hope he doesn't
1: ever turn face though. Because what he's been quite good at so far is when he starts to become too sympathetic and people are on his side and cheering him, he will turn around and do or say something truly horrible so that you have
0: to stop sympathising with him. Yeah, he's very good at that. Because when there was the whole... When he turned up at All Out and everyone was cheering him and not punk and it was in Chicago and then there was a whole nonsense uh but yeah when he turned up there people started cheering him there and they they didn't stop they just carried (laughs) on cheering him um so yeah he was very good at turning that back around and and getting people to I think who did they they put him against somebody Oh, they put him against Mox, so that helped because mm. everybody loves Mox. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did um, we did that with Mox and then there was... Was it Takeshta? That was it, Takeshta. Oh, yeah, when he did the sort of
1: trial of let's like, say something a bit racist, but...
0: Yeah, yeah nobody liked it, so he didn't do it again, which was... I, I think at least he's got the good sense to know when something's a bit of a...
1: Yeah, it feels let's like not do he that. is very good at judging that line of like yeah am i if i say something you know are people gonna go along with me and kind of think that this is a good thing to say he's got to make sure that when he is saying horrible things he is very much being vile and disgusting and you can't like him
0: yeah so i I think we had that with um with sakesh and he was like i'm going to because he did i mean in all fairness to him he did he did clear that with sakesh and ask him if he was all right if he did that but then i think the fans were sort of like oh we don't like this because, because yeah. again it's a case of you know AEW wasn't founded to rely on those lazy Absolutely tropes not. and things and i think when they fall back on them people really don't like it so um yeah if you if you start going a bit too WWE with it because so many people tuned in because it wasn't that i i think you start turning people off the product a little bit so it's it's good with MJF that he knows where to draw the line I think a lot I of the think, time I think so
1: I think so it's it's like when you watch him at the press scrums and things and he there are obviously journalists that he has known for a while and has like these relationships with
0: that he will say horrible things to but he doesn't do it to everyone no no and then sometimes he's nice about people, which is which is always surprising. I mean, maybe he does need a telling off sometimes by <laughs> somebody in the back, but yeah, I think most of the time he he will try a thing, and then if it kind of goes down like a, a lead balloon, then he will pull back and not do that and do something else, which is which is good. It's good that he knows where that line is because I think with that character, there is definitely the risk of like, hurt feelings. <laughs> Somebody yes, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. It's, high, it's a high-risk character to be playing. Yeah, you? someone taking it really personally. I think he's very much worked clo- uh, walked kind of close to the line with the, uh, with the crowd. Um, like, I am amazed that he hasn't been punched yet with some of the things he's done, like flicking he that guy's He must have been, like, off. in the
1: indies and stuff, though. It's like, surely... <laughs> surely. Surely. I
0: honestly don't know. I I can't remember off the top of my head whether there's any stories of, of MJF Getting clocked by someone in the crowd, but I'm amazed. If it hasn't happened, I would be amazed to be honest, because he he really does walk that line with the. uh, But uh, well, I would say unwise choice to (laughs) chuck that (laughs) drink at that kid. Yeah. Although in in his defence, which is what I said at the time, I think he thought that was water, because. It turned out to be vodka. Oh really? I didn't yeah. That. <gasps> yeah, I think he probably didn't. It was a massive cup of vodka. There's, no, come
1: on! Surely that woman wasn't just drinking like a pint of straight I, vodka. Well, Surely.
0: You would hope Surely. it <laughs> wasn't. You would hope it wasn't. I think it was ma- like, maybe it was a mixer. Or something. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Maybe a vodka tonic or something. But I see, I would see that and, and just think water because, you know. Yeah, you'd think it was like some kind of fizzy drink. Oh, dear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's not like he
0: poured it down the kid's throat. No, that's true. That's true. But I think <laughs> I think they had to give away uh, quite a few freebies to that kid before they left
1: but also like what why are you going to a wrestling show if you don't want to have a fun interaction with them come on
0: i mean yeah i think it was it was more the fact that it was a kid was the issue like if it was an adult then then that would have been that probably would have been fine nobody would have batted an eyelid about it but um it was the fact that it was vodka and the fact that it was like a 10 year old i mean like you'd out on that for weeks as a 10 year old <laughs> well yeah this is it, isn't it? Like, mjf chucked his vodka all over me yeah but, uh, yeah but apparently the kid was very upset as well oh, so that, that didn't help that didn't help but yeah possibly an unwise move that one <laughs> i wouldn't have necessarily done that yeah he's he's most of the time i would say even then i would say he knows when to sort of pull things back and uh, not annoy people too much to the point where they want to smack you in the mouth
1: (laughs) he's gonna have to do something really horrible very very soon because he's being way too adorable at the moment like the whole thing with like eating the cake like so cute I can't (laughs) yeah
0: I think he was surprised by how nice the cake was. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that man does not eat cake, so
1: he's probably, like, got the like most intense sugar rush of anyone's
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be, like, bouncing off the walls when they went to the bathroom, <laughs> like a kid eight-year-old at a birthday party who's had too much lemonade. especially
1: because like it was bright blue as well so the amount of like food coloring and e-numbers in that
0: oh yeah yeah like because i've tried getting like icing dye for like cakes and stuff that's that vivid and mm. i found out that the reason why uh we can't get sort of food coloring with that sort of level of uh, of of bright blue in it is that it's illegal over <laughs> like the blue okay. coloring is not allowed yeah. in this country so uh well I, I don't know whether things have changed since uh, brexit but yeah oh
1: mm, yeah they probably will when they got around to getting rid of that law but um yeah but it's stuff like you know like smarties are disappointingly pastel if you buy them as an adult and you're like they are. i was a child i'm pretty sure these were bright colors and now they they're were. just not <laughs>
0: it's so annoying i i think the thing is, I think some... Isn't certain food dyes make kids with uh, ADHD worse? Yeah. Is is the issue. <laughs> Which can relate on a certain level. But... <laughs> I was going to say,
1: I, like, I literally have... Like, my dad, when I was the 10-year-old, telling me that blue, blue smarties make you talk too much. As you can tell, that's like, <laughs> what like that's not not done me any damage. I definitely not stopped talking too much. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, right, hang on, scanning through. What do we need to address because we're overtime already? Well, I guess we we need to address all of the all of the elite blackpool combat club dark order stuff so kenny versus utah
0: through to yes. the Elite versus the dark order god yeah that's yeah Ooh, dramas yeah. dramas so much drama although we should just say congratulations to eddie for uh winning the uh is it the open way in uh new japan yes think so um but yes that was fantastic good old eddie and and i'm it's crazy to me that that's the sort of first title he's won was in new japan rather than uh rather than aew but at the same time eddie is a huge fan of japanese wrestling yeah. so in some ways i can see that that might have been more important to him than the other if that makes sense because that's like something that he's loved for years and years and years since he was a kid so it was really nice it was a really nice moment and and they mentioned it on the show as well which uh they have been bad for in the past like if somebody wins a a title in new japan and they've kind of not mentioned it on the telly uh but they've started being a bit better about that now because i I think they did for kenny when kenny won the uh us title at wrestle kingdom and uh, they've also done it for willow and for eddie so hopefully that means that they've Figured out that that was a mistake. <laughs> mm. I guess. I guess the thing is though, there's no like, there's no real blueprint for this
1: because like, WWE no. is its own little universe, so like they would never have to address this kind of issue. No. Um. So I guess trying to figure out how much you do talk about what's happening in other promotions,
0: like it must be, a, it must be a tricky line to walk. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you, it's. I think because the working relationship is established now between New Japan mm, mm-hmm. and. Um, a W that makes it a hell of a lot easier to sort of, uh, you know, promote things and, like, whether you want to put stuff... I don't know, there's got to be some kind of issue sometimes with, like, well, do we show this? Like, in terms of, like, footage rights and and, and stuff like that. But you would imagine if it's AEW wrestlers and they've got some kind of right to the footage as well, I guess? Maybe? I don't know. I guess, I mean, it would all be come
1: down to, like whatever the agreement is I, I think i think it wouldn't be a, a like just a flat anything it would depend on negotiations between them i guess
0: yeah and and i think maybe in the beginning that those negotiations weren't ironed out yet and that is why yeah. sometimes we didn't get those clips of so and so has won in new japan but like but we do get that now we get that yeah from i mean because we saw some clips of mox uh in his match with uh, El Desperado and the tag match the day before as well. So yeah, I think I think that might have all been ironed out now because we do get quite a few New Japan clips. I think the thing is in New Japan they're very litigious, aren't they, about using yes. their footage? oh yeah,
1: that's true. They always everything on social media gets taken down immediately so yeah yeah i could see how that might be sensitive if you're trying to be like hey can we have this footage yeah
0: mm. no we'll think about it yeah but like <laughs> with the with the how what's it they are like on jumping on stuff on twitter like immediately if someone posts new japan stuff on there so you know i imagine that maybe took some negotiating between the two parties but ho- hopefully i think it looks like they've sorted out now so hooray and hooray for eddie because eddie deserves all the belts just give that man all the titles in every company ever. He's brilliant. Well, Love him. You know what?
1: He can have the Waffly Bollocks champion of the week as well. Yay! <laughs> I've just decided. Why not? More accolades for Eddie. Why not? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know how you feel. I do. You feel as uh, emotionally devastated as you did
0: last week about Elite and Dark Order stuff, or see now? Now I'm having feelings about it the other way. Because <laughs> now it's a little bit like like I've been talking to a couple of people about it this week. And it's the Dark Order are being a little bit toxic, like <laughs> instead of just being like, oh, you you know, you never call us. So we're going to beat you up now or we're going to get into a fight with you or, you know, it's just it's sort of like, well, you never called us. But then on the other hand, you've got on BCE, Hangman did go to talk to them and negative one told them yeah told them that it was adam cole um Ooh. and stuff so yeah it was it's kind of like well you didn't return our phone calls so we're gonna beat you up which seems a little bit excessive and and yes. a lot of these problems could be told solved by um you know people just having a conversation once yeah like... <laughs> but
1: this is professional wrestling and not professional conversation. this is so... true this is true <laughs> See, it's like, yeah, you can't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't try and beat someone up to make them be your
0: friend in reality. No, no. But this is wrestling. So that's what they're going to do. And wrestling wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't just people beating each other up over misunderstandings, would it? It was most storylines, I think, in wrestling, just, they wouldn't exist if it wasn't for, like, if men had conversations, then most (laughs) wrestling storylines wouldn't be a thing. But yeah, so now I'm, I'm sort of a bit like, and they turned up at the end of, uh Kenny Utah Matt and didn't beat the elite up but did take the chair away after they were about to uh smack Claudio with it and it's very sort of I'm you know uh the BCC need a fifth man for blood and mm. guts and I am wondering if it's going to be Mr Evil Uno that takes that slot potentially yeah I think I would quite like to see that. I would love to see it, to be
1: honest. That has not crossed my mind before.
0: Ooh. And the other thing is, Mox has always said he wouldn't team with people unless he's bled with them <gasps> first. And, and he Blue has. Know yeah, for sure. <gasps> I love
1: that. Oh, my God. Yes, the blood magic returns. Yay! <laughs> ah, I, AW, love I love that, I love that, yes.
0: Look
1: <laughs> it. Tony, Tony, fuck it.
0: <laughs> Which... I think would make more sense than even though Jericho has bled with uh, Mox technically because obviously they had a match uh, for the world title a bit back. I think it would Uno would make a hell of a lot more sense to me than yeah. throwing Jericho into a storyline that he's had nothing to do with uh, pretty much at all, you know. Yeah. So are
1: we assuming they'll have Takeshita, right? So we assu- are we assuming it's. Mox, Claudio,
0: Uta, Takeshita. Yeah, plus the fifth. Because of man. Brian's
1: broken arm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Although you know, you know, Danielson probably tried to get into that match if he could <laughs> possibly get away with it. But yeah, I'm assuming the doctor was like, no. <laughs> yeah, he surely.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know why that didn't. I, I, I think maybe I just hadn't had time to let the whole um, Don Callis chris jericho conversation sink mm. in also i just immediately rejected the idea that that could happen because i was just like but jericho has his own guys like why does he
0: he doesn't need to join up with them i don't know no and he's got no reasons join up with them other than the fact that he's friends with Callis, who manages to keshta like at least with know there is like a direct link between yeah. him and hangman and the elite and they've got beef so it, it makes more sense than just throwing Jericho into it. I mean, I know it's, someone was saying, oh, well, he's been in every other Blood and Guts match. And it's like, yeah, but do, does he need to be? Does he need to be? Unless it's a feud that he's directly involved in and it makes sense for him to be there. He doesn't need to be in every Blood and Guts match, does he?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to just trust that there's a vision
0: <laughs> somewhere. With their stuff, generally, there is they've, they've worked things out and then um, the fifth man on the elite side though that is uh, more of a even more intrigue. <laughs> so is there anyone else it could be? Uh, I mean there is but when you watch the the footage of the, um, the post show thing after rampage where Kenny was dropping hints as to who it could be, his little face, his little face lit up. It was like <laughs> that man only looks like that when he's talking about Kota Ibushi. That is that is my working theory at the minute. Is that whoever it is makes Kenny go all blushy faced, and it's um, me what it could only be one guy, surely, he, surely. But on the other hand, like I don't
1: tra- like I don't trust them. I don't trust Kenny not to be deliberately
0: making us think that. Yeah, I mean, when it's not gonna happen, I don't know. The hints have been dropped in the past for sure, but I think maybe they were waiting for the perfect opportunity to do it, and I think this might be it.
1: I just, I don't want to, I don't want to know. Like, I keep seeing all these reports being like, "Oh, well, he's cancelled all his other bookings or whatever," and I'm like, "Don't tell me." I just, I, I'm. You want to be surprised? deliberately go really hard into denial so that if
0: he does show up, I'll be surprised and delighted. (laughs) This is the thing. Pessimists are never disappointed. So expect the worst, but then if something awesome happens, you're like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, I just want him to rock up when he's not expected. I don't know.
1: I just, I don't know why. I don't know why it matters, but like I did manage to not know that Adam Cole was coming back when he did. Um... And Normally, like it is quite risky because I watch the show the next morning, or sometimes we don't have time to watch it all before work and we have to watch it at the end of the day, and then I have to be really careful on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, so like it's like when when Mark Davis finally returns from injury, like I don't want to know that he's coming. What a surprise! Want yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's the problem. They're kind of still finding a balance with that because. There was a, an instance, apparently, where the network weren't happy that they didn't announce something ahead of time. I think it was Sting. Mm. But for the people watching it, the people watching it live, that was so cool. Because it's like, oh, oh, shit, it's Sting. Like, you know, it's announcing things ahead of time is sometimes to the detriment, I think, potentially. It's like they dropped a lot of hints about punk. And... Um, but that worked really well because it was basically they sold out the arena and, you know, everyone was talking about it, but they never confirmed anything. It was just little hints here and there that they were, that's what was happening. Um, and I think it did work in that case. But I think fully announcing it, like, oh, this person will definitely be coming. Yeah, that's too much. But it's like they did that with Sasha Banks, didn't they? Like, they
1: dropped a lot of hints, particularly, like... I can't remember what Brit said, but she said something that was, like, winky to the camera. And then she didn't turn up, and everyone was like, what the fuck? It was like, they never told you she was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... You just followed the breadcrumb, so I don't trust anyone. Um,
0: and, and negotiations can always fall through, and you never know, you never know. That's Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because I think i know with ibushi he signed with new japan after a long time of being a freelancer and um i don't know whether the the issues he had with them would now put him off signing anywhere long term anyway so there is always that risk of, of something fa- like falling through or you know i i'm i would think they're probably going to be at least able to sign him for this match but what happens after that, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because I've seen people being like, well, Ibushi's definitely coming, and that means that Kenny will definitely re-sign. And you're like, yeah, but even if Ibushi does come for one match, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stick around. Yeah, and, and I would... So you can't take anything for granted.
0: No, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put any money on that until we get a Kota Ibushi's All Elite graphic. Because that's the thing, I mean... It is all still up in the air. We don't know if they've re-signed or not. Like we've maybe they've dropped hints on BTE. Maybe. And but that's a lot of us reading into that. Like we don't know for sure whether that is the case at all. And then you've got people like Conan going on Oh, the books seem unmotivated, which is just oh fuck off yeah literally fuck off like what they they don't seem unmotivated at all if anything like i mean especially from watching um like bte they seem happier than they have done in a long time um now presumably all the the drama and nonsense is hopefully behind everybody with a bit of luck um so yeah I, I don't necessarily believe that at all I don't think they're, I don't think they're motiva- unmotivated I think you know they work their asses off bless him so
1: <laughs> well it's with like stupid Dex was teasing for ages wasn't he with all these stupid pictures of documents with WWE logos on it and stuff but they had they'd like actually signed like five months ago or something Like be- even while he was teasing like oh are we gonna or not and they were like but you already have um So I don't know. Yeah, that just got irritating after a while. So Extremely of... irritating. But that, is that because it's him? But um... probably. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what's going on with Orange Cassidy and Best Friends, obviously. Uh, but I, 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 someone reassure me that they are going to be still around for a long time because I worry.
0: I think they might have already resigned a little bit ago. To be honest, I hope so. I just. Yeah, because everyone was there was a bit of a around the time when Alan Angels left, um, which, which is I, I, as far as I know he left because he wanted to go and work in other places because he'd basically just gone from Indies straight into AEW, but not done to, in as much as he would like. I think on the Indies, and he wanted to sort of get his miles in and you know do a bit working his way up rather than just going from that to being in a massive company um which is fair enough so he wasn't fired as such but i remember that it, it, i remember there being a whole thing at the time about whether chuck had re-signed and then he turned up at like rampage or dark or something everyone's like oh it's fired!" breathe a sigh of relief because he's still here um i think a lot of people signed to like four or five year contracts in in the first instance so it's like they will be coming up now yeah that's what I'm thinking
1: it's like yeah we're also how terrifying is that as an idea of signing up to like a four-year contract for a job
0: oh god yeah like yeah it's a lot isn't it because a lot of I've never stayed in a job for four years no (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing isn't it yeah I mean because most jobs are kind of you you're in a, a sort of rolling contract or they can just get rid of you whenever they want to in some cases but um yeah, that's, that's a lot to sign up for because things change in a lot can change in four years. I mean, um, if you look at AEW now compared to what it was four years ago, a lot has changed. Like a hell of a lot has changed. So, you know, it, it, it must be daunting. Must be a daunting thing. Yeah, I think so. I Especially
1: if you're like, oh, you might just sign some dickhead who wants to punch people behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh, we
1: were doing so well <laughs> on the that's my fault. Uh, <laughs>
0: we see. We managed to get away from him at the beginning and then we brought him back up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... The only the only other thing
1: that I think I need to talk about from Rampage is just how much I did not enjoy Trent coming out by himself to the best friends music, oh. and then just like putting his little hand out and being oh. like, it's, "It's okay, it's okay, someone's gonna come." And I was just like, oh, "I can't, I can't." And luckily, like Matt Sardell came out and did the little hands in thing with him, so it was fine. But I didn't like it, and I don't. I don't know Matt Seidel, I don't know this man, I don't have any feelings about him. So.
0: Well, he uh, he came in during the pandemic, and uh, I he's very good. He's a very, very good wrestler, but he's not been used a whole lot. He's, he's done a lot on Dark, really, um, and then he's moved into Ring of Honor more than anything at the minute. He's uh, working with, he's done quite a bit with Chris Daniels, so, yeah, that's the thing. People who are, either they've come in later or they've been watching, you know, like, they don't tend to watch Dark or whatever. It can be a bit like, well, what? where's he been? Like, I, I watched forgot who he was signed. <laughs> like, that's the problem with having, I mean, I guess, because you know me, I love Dark, but I guess... That's the problem with having shows that are sort of like that some people think are missable, I guess. Like you get a lot of stuff on those shows that wouldn't necessarily like they haven't been able to fit it in in the main shows kind of thing. So it depends how much you're into sort of the extra content. Like meanwhile, I'm like watching all of it. But but I realised that not everybody has the time.
1: But that's why it feels so weird to be like, I can't be bothered to watch Collision. It's so difficult to watch. I need a like 1.5 or 2 speed <laughs> on it to go really fast. Um, because I don't want to miss things if
0: stories are going to happen. No, that's, that's the one thing, isn't it? It's like you will miss storylines, but it's the fact that it's attached to... Um, sort of collision and then it's there are people who don't want to watch it for various reasons like i have many um <laughs> but because we i think because we got used to dynamite being at a certain speed and it being very like bah, 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 bang, this stuff's happening and but that's what we like and that's what our brains like so when you go then on to watching collision and it's very it's like watching a snooker match it's a bit <laughs> like, and oh, well, this has happened is now. Like... And then <sighs> it's like, oh, I can't deal with it. Like, my it just doesn't tickle the, the correct parts of my brain, unfortunately. They, they,
1: I really think a really good commentator would help. I really think, like, I don't want to put Excalibur over there because we're keeping him, but, like, someone of his ilk. Like, even the Ring of Honor commentary... The Ring of Honor commentary is so much better now that Nigel McGuinness isn't on it.
0: Oh, I love Ring of Honor commentary. It's... Yeah, those those two, Ian and Caprice, they kill me every single week. I don't know whether it's... People are kind of nice about uh, McGuinness because they appreciate what he's done in the ring, which is absolutely fair enough. But I find him so boring... On commentary and when I was watch, watching him on uh Ring of Honor it was like Ian and Caprice would be there bantering and this that and the other and he'd just cut in and be really slow and say something that wasn't really adding anything to the conversation anyway and it's just like oh yeah. you know so I mean I my me other half doesn't really know much about him at all like um he knows him as Desmond Wolf on Impacts, which is a very long time ago. Um, but yeah, he's sort of, and he's not really on social media or anything either. And he's very like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why he's on commentary. He's just kind of boring. Oh,
1: I might, no, that's not going to work. I was going to say I had a solution, but I don't have a solution. But my solution was going to be put Brian Danielson on commentary over there because Ooh. he's got a broken arm i
0: enjoy him on commentary
1: <laughs> that's my whole reasoning <laughs> well there's that and maybe also maybe he can liven things up a bit
0: he also has rivalry with nigel McGuinness, so i mean that would kind of be perfect actually as long as he doesn't mind going over there yeah
1: that's the problem is that i don't want to put him in the collision hole
0: no, that is the problem. It's like that keeps happening to people. But then I'm trying to fix I'm trying to fix collision so it's not a hole anymore. So <laughs> that's what we need to do. Make collision, not a hole. Um but... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So we've managed to get on on back onto collision again. Ah, uh, it's it's just yeah, it's just the
1: horrible looming dark shadow, yeah.
0: It is, it is. And but the thing is, I would love to be able to watch it. I would, but I can't i just can't get into it like aside from like jay and juice and and joe joe maybe to joe to a slightly lesser extent it's like i i can take or leave it i can i can kind of take or leave because the the, last week it was all Owen Hart tournament matches and i kind of tuned out of that tournament because the majority of the matches are on collision anyway and it's just kind of a bit to me, you can already see where it's going. Yep. <laughs> so I am less interested in how it turns out because I th- I have a feeling it's going to be Punk and Sky Blue for the Chicago connection that end definitely. up winning it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit like, well, we all know where this is going. Special little guy gets his special little trophy and that's it you know so it it can you imagine him i mean he's got match against uh joe tonight mm-hmm. i i can't see him losing it
1: no all the promo being like i'm gonna beat you for the first time
0: yeah uh yeah I just
1: i just want i just want us to rescue jay and juice because i want them back but i'm trying yeah. to think who we can barter that they can <laughs> well you
0: they can have the house of black that's fine um that's the problem isn't it it's like who 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 do we trade because i don't want to trade anyone really i think we either need to
1: uh hold our nose and put enough guys over there who are entertaining that it might be watchable or they can only have guys i don't want to (laughs) watch but i guess i need to go one way or the other but just putting like the occasional one, one or two people over there that I like in the midst of a load of stuff I hate is not help. It's not working for me, um, and it's just tainting the people that I did like. Like I feel like Ricky Starks has fallen right down my list now because he's part of that. Mm. side of things
0: yeah it's funny how that works isn't it it's like they, they, we were talking about it the other day there's just some people and it's like oh really? just, get the ick, though, <laughs> don't just get the ick and, and it's not it's, any, it is definitely an not situation. logical
1: necessarily it's just just get the ick bad feeling bad feeling bad vibes man bad vibes yeah we definitely need to fix commentary i would say above all else please uh tony can we I, do you know what hire someone um young and enthusiastic and maybe female mm-hmm. yeah how about they? <laughs> it's like, not that not that i had anyone in mind but, but yeah <laughs> like, i think it would really 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 help if if commentary was telling me to be excited it's because commentary is telling me to um like be bored and lose focus and wander off and do the washing up and that's not helping
0: no no uh and, and i mean vader i mean i've heard vader commentate on many 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 indie shows at this point and she's so good and she's so enthusiastic and i think it'd be sort of an in- injection of uh something that just wasn't middle-aged men yeah, just, just desperately needed lifeblood yeah
1: okay would you like
0: a dilemma yes (laughs) i always want a dilemma so
1: from our (laughs) pal unwritering on twitter would you rather live in muffins pocket for a week Uh, in CM Punk's pocket for a week, or have a pocket-sized Kenny Omega who you are solely responsible for looking after uh, for the rest of your life. Like a little video game playing Tamagotchi, she says. Oh, oh, (laughs) tiny Kenny. And I was like, (laughs) my immediate feeling is like, I was like, hang on, that sounds nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like this is solely responsible for looking after for you, trying to make me feel like I don't want it, but that sounds adorable. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I want, yeah, no, I want a little, I mean, I, I'm sorry, because this is like, this dilemma is, is kind of easily solved within <laughs> 10 seconds, unfortunately, but, um, seeing as we have overrun a little bit, that's okay, um, but yeah, no, I would definitely rather have a little pocket, little pocket, Kenny, little pocket, oh, yes, little pocket, Kenny. That's
1: lovely, can I brush his hair, because I really want to brush his hair, <laughs> like the real Catman <laughs>
0: Get that man some conditioner. Get that like, man a Tangle Teaser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what he's done is that da- he's dyed it far too many times. He's gone from like white blonde to black to white blonde again. Add extensions put in it. The man has just ruined his hair. So <laughs> It's gone very dark again this week, hasn't it? There are only little bits of blonde. Mm. Yes. He's, uh, although it's really funny because like Kenny does a lot of, things with his look to represent his character. So it's like if his hair's darker, he's feeling a little bit evil, which makes sense for, you know, blood and guts coming up. You have to be a little bit evil. But yeah, so... And then also when he's really serious, he draws his eyebrows on. I just... The thing is, that just means that he's much hotter
1: when he's evil. That doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Fair. Yeah, <laughs> that is basically how it turns out. But yeah, he's he's proper sort of anime villain. Like, everything goes dark when he's
1: what? feeling evil. I don't understand. It's like, yes, I see that he's like doing his hair differently and things, and that's like telling me things. But like sometimes he... I mean, I guess maybe this is the point, but sometimes he just rolls in like he's just wearing a pair of shorts. Like, he just has, like, woken up <laughs> from a nap and not been bothered to get dressed or take a shower or anything. And I'm like... Kenny, am I supposed to read into that, or you just couldn't be asked today? Like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> I think, to be fair, this week after Rampage, it was immediately after he just had that. Match oh, okay.
1: So I can just think, oh, he just he was just backstage and he just had to pull on whatever he could and
0: come running out. Yeah, he was just chilling in his pants backstage, and then he had He's to just
1: like... about to get in the shower.
0: Yeah, bloody hell. These boys like had to tug on his shorts and run out there. So. it's like when the I'm comes. wearing shoes <laughs> someone yeah. got a knocks at the
1: door when you're about to get in the shower. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's that.
0: This again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'll be it. Okay. Uh, so we have a Twitter that you can follow us at, which is at Waffly Bollocks. Um, I am at awfully waffly. And MJ is what? What are you
0: now? I am now at wrestle Trash. Yes. Spelt W R A W S L E Trash. <laughs>
1: yes, because there have been some issues with Twitter.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I got booted off Twitter while we were recording the podcast. Actually, last week, last Friday. And um, I went to after I I you know got off the the call and everything. I like checked my phone. It was like you are suspended. <laughs> like, am I? <laughs> yes. It was really there was there was a good like day where I was like
1: I feel like I feel like a, feel like a child who's got lost in the supermarket. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like someone's let go of my hand. I'm just here all by myself. I don't know what. To... <laughs> Which is weird because I don't relate. Really you as a parental figure but i was like I <laughs> just, I was suddenly like like because we talk all the time and suddenly i'm just like i'm just alone <laughs> oh dear
0: i kind of had the same issue at the other end of it though because i was like oh like what are we gonna do now like when i'm sat around with nothing to do normally i just go and talk shit on twitter yes
1: so we will be back again this time next week uh, In the meantime send us your questions um i said last time to leave comments on spotify but maybe actually don't do that because we can't reply to them there and i didn't realize that so uh, send us a tweet uh, twitter twitter's your best bet yeah uh yeah and we will talk to you in a week goodbye bye